Ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, um, others, thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Film Room. Today, we have the Denver Broncos versus the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm running a little late, um, but we're going to get going. It's still first quarter. Uh, second drive, the uh, 49ers are scored, but 49ers are looking good. I didn't get a chance to put together any notes for the keys to victory for each team, but I can tell you off rip right now for the Denver Broncos, they got to get Russell Wilson going. Um, they've only, he's only had two passing touchdowns and we're going into week three. Um, and they just got to get Russell Wilson going. I haven't been able to see all of uh, every play or all of their games, just bits and pieces here. So I'm not sure if it's play call. I've heard from the, the, the word on the street is that it's, play calling um, <clears throat> of the offense. So I'm not sure if it's just the chemistry's not there or if it's just weird play calling and weird situations, if it's the receivers dropping passes or if it's just uh, Russell Wilson's being off the mark. I'm not sure what it is, but I do know that you just got to get him going because we all know the caliber quarterback Russell Wilson is. He's always generally, uh, if you put aside the injuries or the seasons he's been injured, he's usually in the conversation for MVPs, MVP type caliber player, and he's usually in the talks uh, of MVP, at least in the top five of the quarterbacks. So we know what kind of player he is. Um, so they got to get him going. Defensively, I do know that that the Broncos' red zone defense is not, it's not where it needs to be. I think they got to really, really buckle down in the red zone, which for those of you that don't know, the red zone is whenever the team that's trying to score gets within the 25-yard line. 25 to the end zone. So when they're 25 yards away from the touchdown, then that's the red zone. It's red zone because it's very crucial to score points in this, when you get in the red zone, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown. <clears throat> so the Denver's uh, red zone defense, uh, they allow teams to score on them 45% of the time, which is not good. Uh, statistically, it's not a stat you want to you wanna put out there or that you want to be proud of. So I think red zone wise, if they can get their defense to buckle down the red zone and get pressure up front to put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo early, then defensively that's going to give Broncos a chance to win. For San Francisco, I think their keys to victory is Debo Samuel. Get him the ball any way you can. Um, uh, uh, Ayuk actually just scored on the first touchdown for San Francisco on a slant in the red zone. They ran a little pick route, and Ayuk was a wide out that ran a, a quick slant and beat the uh, the safety inside. So I think obviously you got to get Debo going and just get that run game uh, going. So it opens up for play action pass. And you got Jimmy Garoppolo, um, <clears throat> which is he's a vet. He's been in that been in those positions before. He's been there, done that. So you're dealing with a veteran quarterback that knows what he's doing. So you really got to put pressure on him. You can't let him stand in the backfield too long. You got to get him to get the ball out now, make quick decisions now, and hope that some of those decisions are the wrong decisions or because he has to make them too fast that he ends up uh, making a mistake. But for San Francisco, I think getting the run game established, which is going to open up for RPO, and then with Debo, he can be a running back in the backfield. He can be a slot. He can be put in jet motion. He can be put on a toss, a sweep, 
wide out, tight end. You can put him anywhere. Once you get the run game open, you then the defenses have to guess at what's going to go on. They, they got to respect the run game. So you load the box, they can pass. They don't load the box. You got the run game established. They can you, You're going to run it because you got the established. So on and so forth. I can go on and on about it. But those are things that I just know off the top of my head that they, uh, that each team needs for a kid's success. So now where we are currently, and I'm going to update you guys on the games that we had earlier today. Fortunately, I worked all day today. So I wasn't able to actually catch any of the games visually, but I do keep up with the stats and the updates and the live updates and stuff. So I will go over that when I get a chance. So, but we are seven minutes, 19 seconds into the first quarter. It is San Francisco is up 7-0 to Denver. This is Denver's second drive, I believe, because they didn't score first drive, punted. San Francisco scored their first drive. So it's Denver's second drive, third drive overall, I believe. It's third and two. Um, Russ hasn't taken any deep shots downfield up and and uh, the secondary for the San Francisco 49ers is just getting they're getting it done they're getting off on on third downs so again we're going to I just want to show where it's at so third down efficiency yeah Denver's over two third down conversions so they're off the field so now that uh, Denver's about to punt, they're probably gonna the punt's gonna flip the field for San. The punt's gonna flip the field for San Francisco. So the ball he's catching at the ten. Now he's about to oh, he's returning it. Ooh, good coverage, good coverage by Denver. <clears throat> so now we're gonna see if, if San Francisco. They can start putting points and creating a lead because we all know Russell Wilson in the second half, you can't count them out. So if I'm San Francisco, I'm trying to get as big as a lead as possible. Um, so whatever adjustments that Denver makes or if Russell decides to put his team on his back like he does over and over again, you have some wiggle room or cushion for them for a comeback. You got some room uh, <clears throat> in case they get any momentum. Again, not sponsored by Gatorade, but. Oh, let me also address the elephant in the room. Mr. Angulo, Mr. Paul Anthony Angulo could be here again. So it's two weeks in a row. I'm doing an awkward solo film room by myself, but we're here and we're going to get to it. We're, I'm going to keep doing this for people, for the viewers, for the listeners, however you're and taking this continent, and Ayuk is going crazy. Another slant for about a 15-yard gain. Ayuk is he's getting he's getting up there in terms of uh, carrying the offense or, or producing for the offense, because everybody knows that they're because I believe they're doubling Debo. So they they have yeah they're doubling Debo. They got an inside and outside technique on Debo. So now if you get Ayuk to go off, then you have to respect him. Now you can't double because you can't double two people. And if you double Debo, Ayuk goes off. If you double Ayuk, Debo goes off. So now you have to respect and just try to take your one-on-one -on -one matches. So we'll see. But again, Paul's here, not here. Again, two weeks in a row. And he probably won't be here next week. So until he decides to return, it's going to be your boy Solo Dolo. But again, I do this for y'all. I appreciate it.
Now, let's update you guys on what else went down today in the world of the NFL. So, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Detroit Lions 28-24. The Baltimore Ravens beat New England 37-26. The Carolina Panthers beat the Saints 22-14. Chicago beat Texans 23-20. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Chiefs 20-17. Philadelphia Eagles beat the Commanders 24-8. Miami beat the Bills 21 to 19. That's a shocker. Not really a shocker to me because Miami, they have a top three offense. I believe they're leading the league in offensive yards per game. So there's no surprise that we all know with Tyreek Hill and Waddle that they have an explosive offense. And Tua also has the threat to run and take off on you. So we know they have an explosive offense. But so it's not really that ex, ex, uh, that shocking, but I do believe that Miami was the underdog and Kansas City was the favorite to win. Then the Bengals beat the Jets 27-12. Titans, the Titans beat the – I'm sorry, guys, I'm getting excited. 6-1-5, we do it. Nashville, Nashville, oh, false start. Sorry. Tennessee Titans beat Las Vegas Raiders 22, or 24-22. Tennessee finally gets a win in. So this is going to shout out to Mitch because he was talking all that trash about how Las Vegas Raiders were going to run through the Titans. Titans got the dub. So I just want to throw that out there. We're going to continue. Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Los Angeles Chargers 38 to 10. Jacksonville starting to become one of those teams where, where, where we're starting to think they could actually be a decent team this year. Again, because Chargers are solid team. Now, I do believe that Herbert didn't play. Let me double check. Let me double check because I didn't. I remember I didn't get to see. No, Herbert did play. He had 297 yards, a touchdown, and a touchdown, passing touchdown. Herbert did play. So Jacksonville started to become one of those teams where it's like their first win is like, ah, oh, maybe it was a fluke. They're, they're two and one. They're actually first in the AFC South. They haven't faced the Titans. They haven't faced the Titans yet, but we'll see as the season continues to unfold. Now, moving on, Atlanta Falcons beat the Seattle Seahawks 27-23. Rams beat the Cardinals 20 to 12, and the Packers beat the Bucks 14 to 12. Oh, and Jimmy Garoppolo just got sat. Denver's defense again. They're applying the pressure. You apply the pressure on Jimmy because he's not a dual-threat quarterback. You give him time, he'll pick you apart. You put pressure on him, he's not the type of quarterback that's going to get wiggly, get loose, and take off for a 30-yard uh, run because he's not hes not fast on his feet. He's not explosive on his feet. He's got an arm, but he's not, he's not Lamar. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have the speed or the wheels to kill you on that. So you just put pressure on him right now you're going to potentially turn that into uh, sacks or missed throws, which could lead to more interceptions. Fantastic punt by, by the 49ers. Flip the field to touchback. Solid punt. Now, I just want to go because I believe Aaron Rodgers, 255 yards, two passing touchdowns. Jones and Dylan both rushed for over 30. And then Monday night, oh, that's right, and Thursday night, the Cleveland Browns beat 
the Pittsburgh Steelers 29 to 17. And then tomorrow, uh, Monday Night Football, we have the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. So that's been the rundown for the update of week three of the NFL to this point because we still have one more game left next uh, tomorrow. But it's all starting to shake out pretty much how I expect it. Minus, you know, Jacksonville. I don't know if people were expecting to be two and one, three games in. And again, I don't, I'm not trying to rush and say they're going to be a great team. It's only been three games. They could lose out the rest of the season, but so could every other team. But I'm saying is they don't look bad and they've clicked so far. They're two and one. Just like the New York Giants is also another surprising one because the New York Giants are undefeated. Again, it's only, they've only played two games. I understand that, but I'm just stating a fact that they have two wins, no losses. They're undefeated at the moment. So we'll see how that shakes down when they play the Dallas, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys on Monday. So now we're getting close to the four-minute drill in the first quarter, if you want to think about it like that. It's usually at the end of the half, but by four-minute drill, I just mean they have about four minutes, 21 seconds left in the first. Because I was running, I had to pick up my pizza because I was starving, so... I might be taking a bite here and there. But anyway, I'm going to try not to eat while I'm on the cast. And so for those of y'all that have the uh, the data sheet with the the data analysis sheet that I created that has the rankings for uh, the offense, defense, and special teams that will be updated on Tuesday. I don't uh, – I don't. if you guys – again, if you guys – I'm going to say this every week. If you guys want to – if you guys want access to that, Hit me up on uh, socials, FLS, the number four swag. That's my Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way to, to contact me. Go follow my Instagram and message me on Instagram, and I'll send you the link because it is a Google Sheet. So I'll just give you access to it, and you can access it whenever. And that way you can see the, it update every week. Because I go in, I update every week. So I don't have to constantly send you a new one each week. It automatically updates. So you can just go in and look at the rankings for this uh, for the upcoming week. Like So by Tuesday, week four, it'll be updated through week four. So it'd be the current week four rankings in terms of total uh, total off uh, total yards per game for offense, total yards given up per game for defense, and the special teams are scoring special teams. So the kickers, it's based off the, the special teams is a little tricky. And I'll break down how that's been scaled. So I look at the scoring offense. So what I do is I go and I look up the rankings for each kicker, what the kicker that scored the most points in terms of PATs and field goals, I look up that kicker and I go all the way down for the kicker that has the most points. For the, and I only do the starter for each team. So sometimes a team will list two kickers because the kicker got hurt. I just do the kicker that has that's the starter. And let's just say it's, uh, I believe Tampa Bay was the number one kicker or he scored the most points this season so far in week three. I put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the number one special teams because he scored the most points for the, uh, in the league, he has the most points as a kicker or kicking points, however you want to look at it. So that does not include uh, punting, obviously, because it's different. It doesn't include punting. It doesn't include coverage. It doesn't include uh, tackling because special teams, there's there's more than, there's only one offense. There's only one defense, but there's multiple special teams. So you have kickoff, punt, punt return, kick return. You have the field goal. You have field goal defense. There's so many ones. So all I did is just the team's ability to score points, um, their kicker's ability to score points, which I believe will correlate to a better special teams if you can score more points more often. That's how I break down the special teams for that. So it's simple and it's 
easier just do one uh one factor to to have to manually look up and input every single time so that's how i do that and it, then it's a weighted scale but anyway that's i'm going tangent if you guys want access to that hit me up on instagram message me and i'll send you the link you can access that and i update those and that is that's a it's a great tool if you're betting to to if you're betting to see who has a better overall offense, defense, special teams, I scale it into a score, and that gives you a score. And then you can compare score to score through team and then look based on stats who's more likely to win. It's not guaranteed, obviously, but um, it's a pretty good indicator of who, who's going to win the game based on the scaling factors. Or if you're in fantasy and you have, let's just say you have a defense that has the it's the 30th ranked defense and they're going against the second rank offense, you might want to bench that defense and put in your other defense or your second defense is the defense you have. Let's say the defense you start, I'm sorry, I'm going tangent, but it's all commercial. So I'm going to talk. <clears throat> so let's say, for example, you got two defenses. One's ranked, we'll put them 15th and the other ranks 20th. So sort of middle of the pack. And you, obviously you start your 15th ranked defense because it's a little bit better. But let's say that 15th ranked defense is going against the number one offense. And that 20th ranked defense is going against the, the 32nd offense, the worst offense. You, pro that you probably would want to flip and actually start your bench defense if it's going against the worst offense in the league. Then your, if you're better, technically your better defense is going against the number one offensive team. So stuff like that is how you would use that to uh, determine some of your fantasy football things. Um, but that's enough about the data sheet. I'm just proud of, cause I, I scaled it myself. I did all the math myself, all the logistics myself. So again, if you want that, let me know. <clears throat> but uh, we got three minutes left, two minutes, 53 left in the first quarter. After the first quarter, I'll go over the, four, the first quarter stats. And then again, just like the normal format, I'll go over the second half um, stats and what adjustments probably need to be made for the team to win. And then we're just going to do, obviously, up to halftime. But but we'll see. We will see. Minnesota Vikings, 2-1. and one. Baltimore Ravens, 2-1. and one. Carolina Panthers, 1-2. Saints are 1-2. Texans are going to – Texans is an interesting one to me. Not because I think they – that – uh, they don't have like a great record. They're o, they're o and two and one, but the Texans are interesting because every game they've played, regardless if the team is way better than them or not, their games are close. And when you watch them play, even though they lose, when you watch them play, they play way better than what we're used to seeing. Their secondary looks better. Their front so they look they're actually able to score points. They scored. 20 points. We're not used to seeing Texas, the Texans score points like that. So I think this might be a year for them to build a foundation. And I think next couple of years, if they do it right, obviously they're not, they haven't been well managed the past couple of years, but if they do things right. Texas could actually be a team that uh, teams are going to have to look out for uh, in the near future. Debo. Oh, no, it's not Debo. They ran a, a, a outside zone, but Denver, Denver started to play some defense. Now, if Denver starts playing defense, I think San Francisco will have their hands full. Because Ayuk, I believe he cuts back. Oh, Ayuk was supposed to block out. Uh, no, linebacker for Denver got in the backfield. Quick tackle for a tackle by a, a one-yard loss. 
So now we're looking at second and seven. The ball hasn't gotten to midfield yet. So I doubt they take a shot. Up and they take a shot. Ooh, deep. Debo Samuel open. Looks like about a 15-yard chunk yardage. It had the Denver's in a zone coverage. So Debo looks like he runs a little curl route. I couldn't quite tell. He outside stands. Yeah, he has zone cover. They're cover too. Yeah, Debo just runs a little dig. He runs a little dig when the uh, slot receiver pretty much uh, clears out the safety. They're going to run a toss. Good run, about a six-yard gain. So San Francisco, <clears throat> they're pretty much getting everything they want. They're running the ball really well. They're getting Debo open. They're getting Ayuk. So they're also passing. But they're getting their pass. Their run game's established. Their passing game's being established. They're pretty much getting whatever they want because Denver's defense has to decide based on down and distance. Second, so like right now, it's second and six. So Denver has to decide if they want to load the box, expecting a run, or if they want to they want to do a defense more based on coverage. So on that one, they ran the ball, which I probably would have ran too, because now you make it third and manageable. So it's third and short, shorter. And now as a defense, again, you got to decide, do you want to load the box for a run? Because it's third and short. Third and short, you can get run or pass. Because you can get those quick little now, quick game, or we call them three-step passes. So it's third and three. You can get a little four or five-yard route um, for a little quick now pass. The ball's not going to be in the quarterback's hand, so it's low risk of getting a sack. It's also low risk in a low risk in interception. Looks like that they're, yep, they're an empty. So that means there's no running back in the back. It's just the quarterback. It's three right, two left, so they're definitely going to go for a pass. One, two, three, three-step. The ball's going to be, oh, they're applying pressure. Good defense. Sertan. I believe that's how you say it, Sertan. Great coverage from Denver. So what was supposed to happen is they were an empty, which means when you're an empty, you only have you have limited blockers. You don't have a, a running back that can pick up a blocker. So the ball has to be thrown fairly quickly. So it's usually a, a, a green flag that you, as on a defense, if you see empty, you're usually in your head, you're thinking quick game. So you're thinking five yard, like a hitch, a slant, Maybe a little a, a little quick curl route or like a short curl route, something like that, something quick and at the sticks because they only need three yards to get the first down. So what happened is the ball's supposed to be out now. Jimmy takes his progression, takes his one, two, three, and he takes his hand off the ball to throw. Nothing was there, so he re he kind of clutched it, and that's then after that, since you're lose, you don't have that extra blocker. The front line started to get pushed on Jimmy, so he had to throw throw the ball now. And he threw a, threw a ball, and the receiver was covered, and it was good coverage by uh, Sertan on the on Ayuk to uh, get a PBU. So again, that's that that's that pressure where he has to make a decision now. That initial decision is in there, and the check down he has he had to make a decision quick, and that's where he was rushed to make a throw that really wasn't the best throw to make because Sertan was on the guy, so he wasn't open. So at that point, he's just throwing it to see if. If uh, IU can make something happen, make something out of nothing at that point. And those type of plays that Denver's defense is going to have to produce to, to get the ball back and Russ's hand. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful throw by Russ. Okay, Sutton. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names, but I'm pretty sure it's Sutton. He, I believe he just ran a simple 
post route. They don't show the full field. Yep. No. No, he ran a dig. He's ran about a, a 15 yard dig route. Got open against Mosley. And it looked like about a 20 yard game and commercial. Commercial, commercial, commercial. It might be a game. Cause the 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 defense is starting to open things up for, for Denver to kind of get what they want. Denver can score, even if they can score a field goal on this possession. I mean, it's still it's only 7-0, so it's it's still a game. Even though it seems like San Francisco has all the momentum at, at the moment. That's what at least it's that's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. Uh, all these commercials, car gurus. I swear Liberty Mutual makes actually some some pretty funny commercials. Pretty funny. I need to I'm gonna since it's, you know, my show, we got to talk about the Titans. I can't go episode without talking about the Titans because I got to see what happened. Because Raiders are 0-3. Raiders, let's look at these stats. Let's see what Derrick Henry did. 85 yards. He averaged 4.3 yards. One touchdown. Oh, he had over 100 total yards. No, 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 no. No. Oh, he did. He had 85 rushing yards, oh, 85 rushing yards, 58 receiving yards. I think, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. So Derrick Henry played well. Robert Woods, four targets for 85, averaging 21.3 yards a catch. Derrick Henry had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Pretty good. Looks like it's pretty well dis distributed. Robert Woods at 85, Henry at 58, Westbrook at 40, Killard at 30, uh, Hooper, Burks, and Swyam had 19-19. Swyam, Hooper had 19, Burks had 13. Oh, uh, wait. Ooh. Robert Woods, okay. So it looks pretty well distributed. And then Ryan Tannehill was 19 for 27, 261 yards, a passing touchdown, interception, sack, four rushes for two yards, a rushing touchdown. And he fumbled the ball. QBR rating of 98.4. Okay, Russ is looking. Oh, sack. Had the ball too long. Look, he was getting ready to launch it. Oh, second quarter just started. That's why it was commercial. All right. So let's break down the first quarter stats. So we're looking at San Francisco 7-0. San Francisco has seven first downs to Broncos 1. Both of them are 0% on third down efficiency. Nobody's attempted fourth down. San Francisco has 53 rushing yards. Broncos have 8. San Francisco has 74 passing yards. Broncos have 41, which gives San Francisco a total of 127 yards. Good pass, Russ. Giving uh, San Francisco 127 total yards. Broncos only have 49. Both teams have one sack, no interceptions. Both have three punts. The San Francisco has two penalties for 10 yards, no fumbles. And the 
San Francisco 49ers have had the ball 10 minutes, 54 seconds to, to the Broncos, 4 minutes, 57. So again, as you can all, as you guys will know, I will preach, this probably going to come down every week, but a big factor to winning is going to be dominating the time of possession. It's going to be more dominating time of possession. It's going to be a big factor because there's, Dominating time possession means nothing if you can't score the ball. You can, oh, good pass. Broncos are driving the field. That was a good, it was a good uh, fade from Jared Judy. Just a little toss up. I mean, it was like a, it's like a wide open layup almost. Looks like, yeah, so Judy's in the slot. They do a little crossing route. Judy running a fade. And Rush just dips it in there like, like nothing. Pretty wide open. First and 10, now they're at the, they're, they've crossed the 50 onto the 40 into San Francisco territory. So, ah, uh, misfire on the run. So now second and 10, I was going to say first and 10 midfield. I wouldn't be surprised they take a shot. Now they didn't take a shot on that one, but it's second and 10. You could take a shot here and then go for the first down on third down, or you could just try to go for yards, maybe run the ball or screen, and try to get three, four, five yards on the second and 10 to make it third down and manageable instead of third and long. Let's see, it look, oh, looks like they might be in a run. They're gonna cross motion. Yep, they're running the ball. Just as I thought, got about two, three yards on the carry. Now it's gonna be third, about seven. Still considered long, but it's a little more, it's manageable because it's less yards than 10. And then third and 10, you probably gonna get pass. I would expect pass, oh, third and eight. It was two, about a two yard game. So I definitely expect pass. I'm not sure what formation. I don't think they'd go empty. I don't see the running back, though. Or no, there is. I'm tripping. Let's see what kind of formation we got here. No, they're not empty. They're in uh, 11 personnel. Trips to the left. Check down. Oh, and rushes out the gate. Ah, tackled. There's a flag. It's probably gonna be a holding on the on the offensive lineman. Actually, the holding might actually help because then it's it's gonna give them third down. It's gonna give them third down again, even though they gotta make up an extra ten. <clears throat> you can just take a shot at that point because they're not in field goal range anyway. Or they might just decline it and bring up fourth down. No, they'll probably just punt it. Yeah, holding. Yep, holding pillar to climb, makes it fourth down. That's what I figured they'd do is decline it. Because he'd be sick if he accepted the penalty, give him another third down, and they end up converting that one. When they can just take the – they'll take a fourth and, uh, fourth and seven. Oh, they are in field goal range. So he's going to tip the – ooh, pretty thick field goal. It's going to be a 50 – I can't have the volume up because of copyrights. 55-yard field goal. It's good. It's good. Denver getting points, 3-7. The kick would have been good from 63 yards. And this is, this is why I look at the kicker's ability to score as a special teams indicator. Because let me look up on the sheet what Denver's special teams is uh, – is ranked at. Let's see, week three. Oh, and it crashed. 
week three. Let's go to special teams. Don't worry, guys. We're on commercial. Denver. Oh, Denver special teams ranked fourth. No, Denver's third. Denver Broncos special teams ranked third because their place kicker has scored the third most points in the NFL up to up to this point. So he's kicking field goals. He's kicking. He's kicking and making field goals. He's kicking and making PATs. And that's that's why I use that as a factor because that puts points on the board. Because I let because at the end of the game they could win. They could end up winning by three points. And that would have made all the difference. Or if he, you know, the game could go to where to where San Francisco doesn't score another touchdown the rest of the game, and he kicks two more field goals by the rest of the end of the game. I mean, that's a dub. It's nine to three. It's a, it's a dub. But anyway, since we're here, let's look at. Denver's defense is fourth. Not too bad. Denver's defense is fourth. No, wait, wait, wait. That's wrong. No, Denver's defense is third. Their special teams and their defense is third. Their offense is ranked seventh. And then remember, this is yards per game. So obviously, like I said last week, depending on who you play and the level of competition you play is going to affect the those stats. So once we get week six, seven, eight, where you've played a more even distribution of, of offenses and defenses, it'll even back out. But still, to this point, Denver's uh, yards per game has been seventh offensively, third defensively, and uh, kicking points is third. Now, if we go to Texas 49ers, their offense is rate 18th, defense is first, special teams is 23rd. So that's why the Denver Broncos are struggling to score because they're playing against, they have the seventh ranked offense against the first ranked defense. So it's going to be a, a, a hard fight for Denver to score points. And that's why it's third quarter and they've only scored a field goal. But going back to when I was breaking down the uh, matchup before I got sidetracked, is he going to bring that out? Sepsico brings the ball out the end zone on a kickoff. Oh, good coverage. It's tapped about the 15. I would have brought uh he's on the edge, so he brought it up. But anyway, a lot of the times it's gonna come down to third down efficiency and or first downs, third down efficiency, more or less kind of the same, but it's gonna come to first downs, getting staying on the field, and time of possession. So San Francisco's 11 minutes, one second to Denver's seven minutes, 10 seconds. And San Francisco has seven first downs. Broncos have two. Now, Broncos have converted a third down. They're one for five. San Francisco's 0 for three. Now, this is also how some stats can be misleading because if you get first downs on third downs a lot, or if you get a first down on first down, that counts as a first down. But it's not going to count towards your third down efficiency. So you're still, you're still able to stay on the field but it's not you're not getting to third down to convert to another first down. So depending on how you look at it, first downs might be a bigger picture than the third down efficiency. But it third down efficiency is if you get to third downs, finding a way to stay on the field. But you can stay find a way to stay on the field without having to get to third down. You are getting the first down on first down or second down. But anyway, seven first downs, eleven minutes, one second. Oh, oh like a scary tackle. 
looks like a face mask. The flag on the play. We got 11-13 left in the second. The uh, refs are consulting one on one another. Ooh, offense. Illegal shift. Illegal shift and a holding. The illegal shift was declined. The holding was accepted. So it's going to be first down, first and 10 for San Francisco. First and 10. I would be surprised. I, I would be, I'd expect a screen. I expect some type of either running back screen or some type of tunnel screen from a receiver on a first and 20 because the the uh, defense is probably going to play a soft defense on a first and twenty. I would, I, or we'll see. They're definitely in a passing. Yep, they're definitely passing. Not a screen. He's looking. Quick check down to George Kittle. Oh, gets a good amount of yards on that one. He just ran a, just a little in route, five yard in. See what how many yards he picked up. And they're showing Jimmy, Garopp Jimmy Garoppolo's brothers. I don't know how many yards he picked up. So it's second and nine. He got 11 yards on that. George Kittle got 11 yards on that. So now you're back to manageable. We're back to manageable. Now if they can just get yards on here, even if it's three or four, that puts you third down and manageable. So it's not always about getting the first down or getting that chunk yard right away, but just making each down easier on you. Then, oh, they're taking a shot. They're taking a shot. Not bad, not a bad shot to take. They went to Ayuk on a fade, but against Sertan. I don't necessarily know if I would have taken a shot on that second down and nine. But now it's third and nine, and they're probably 80, I'd say probably a 90% chance that they're passing the ball. Let's see. See what formation they in. Are they in empty? No. They're two by two. They're going to a bunch formation. Oh, they oh questionable play call there. It's third and nine. They go two by two. They bring Debo in motion to come in on top of the, the slot to get a bunch formation. And they run a just a quick slant right now, a hot route almost. Uh, to Debo, and he only got six yards. Linebacker sitting right there. Looks like, ooh, looks like Debo's hurt. Linebacker sitting right there, so oh, I'm not sure what they're trying to. It's not like they're in field goal range, just trying to get a few yards. So I'm not sure what that play was about. I mean, I'm sure they're just expecting that maybe Debo to just cut up and get four or five more yards, but. And sometimes, I know sometimes when it comes to calling offenses or calling plays, sometimes you call something that people don't expect because they're not expecting it. And sometimes that ends up working out because you don't expect it. So a play like that, that was not expected. Now, obviously, the defense played it well. But if you run a play that's not expected on a third and nine and it busts for a 50-yard touchdown, you're going to say the reason why he got the 50-yard touchdown is because it's third and nine and he ran a hot route and the defense was in a soft coverage and he just found the scene. 
So either way, you can look at it. You can make an argument for uh, why something did or didn't work based on a play call. But that one, I don't know. That's why I always say ex always expect a screen because the screens come when you don't expect them. So any almost any down, I can always see a screen because you're not going to expect it. Just about any, there's there's not really a to me personally. Whenever I was watching film, there's not really a time you're going to say that you're going to be oh yeah under normal circumstances. Obviously for me, I always said this because I can see I can I can see a screen any play. But there's not many times where you're going to look at a play and be like oh yeah, there's no way they run a screen here because or or you you call a play expecting a screen. I'll say that there's never really a time where you call a play that's designed to stop a screen when you're expecting a screen. Because on screen plays, you just call a play and screens, you rally the screens because they get the ball behind the line of scrimmage. So you're not going to call a play to to stop a screen on a third and nine. Now, you might have a coverage that's built to stop like a cover, a type of cover two. I know in the Mizzou, we had a uh, – a play, uh, a call called statue, which is like a literally a squat cover two. The corner just sits in the flat, and just waits. So that play is definitely going to beat a screen, but it wasn't designed to specifically stop a screen. You didn't call it because you were expecting a screen. You might have called it because you're expecting quick route because it's third and two. You might get a quick out route, a quick uh, arrow, or maybe a, a now, a hitch, something like that, but not specifically a screen, even though that one can stop a screen. Let's see. Oh, uh, look like, ooh. Debo's ankle was caught in the ground. And somebody fell on it. He might have just sprained it. Doesn't look like anything too. Uh, it's sideways. But he might look, he might have just rolled it. I don't think it's, I hope it's not it. I hope it's not anything serious. So uh, San Francisco's punting the ball. They're not in field goal range. Let's see. The touchback. Oh, yeah, touchback. Oh! Did that count? Oh, down with the ball on the one. They're going to have to review that. I think the ball hit the line. Ooh, they're going to have to review that. Yeah, they're gonna have to review that. Dang, the ball might not have hit the end zone. So what's happening is the San Francisco punted the ball, and the ball looked like it was gonna hit. The ball looked like it was gonna hit the end zone, be a touchback. But if this is the line right here where the end zone starts, if the ball hits here and flips this way, and a guy came, ran, jumped before he hit the jump and hit it back into play, and they downed it at the one. They're just trying to see. So when that happens, it's like jumping out of bounds of basketball. You can jump if you you can jump from inbounds in the air and hit it back in, but you yourself can't go out of bounds. So you had to jump before the, the line, just like if it's out of bounds of basketball, which they showed the review. He did clear before out of bounds, and he hit the ball before he came back on the ground. And they're, they're challenging it. Sorry, I got to lean in because I can't have the volume up where you guys can hear it because that's 
copyright and NFL is going to sue me for the no for the money I don't have. Uh, so I have my volume low where I can barely hear it, but you guys can't through the mic. Uh, so they're just reviewing it to make sure that when the ball hit the ground to bounce, it didn't go over the line because it looks it's like super super close. So they're challenging that. But it was a great play by the cover guy to uh to the effort because most guys could have just stopped and stopped, but he kept running and saved it. And they downed at the one, which would be crucial for San Francisco because now you got the number one defense with the offense is backed up with a yard of cushion. So now Denver's going to have to waste the run play to try to get four or five yards so they can give Russ enough room to actually pass the ball. So now I'm interested to see what kind of defense that the uh, – I'm interested to see what kind of defense that the uh, the San Francisco 49ers are going to go for because there's a couple ways you can go about this. Since the offense is backed up, we all – everybody thinks about it. The safety. Try to get a safety because you get two points and you get the ball back. It's like a technical foul. You get – it's like a technical foul in basketball. So you get two points and you get the ball back. And then you can go score more points. So it could be a seven or a nine point swing, if you, including the, assuming they make the PAT. So six for touchdown, the point for the PAT, and the two points for the uh, the safety. So we're talking about a nine point swing, which would be huge. So they could go aggressive and bring pressure. Um, you could go aggressive and bring pressure and try to get either a tackle for a loss in the backfield and the running back, or if he does run, to try to get them stopped at the line of scrimmage. So whenever it's second and long or third and long and Denver has to pass the ball, then obviously uh, Wilson's going to be in the end zone passing the ball. So then if you get a sack, you got the safety. They could do that or you could play it safe because once you're backed up, your playbook it goes from all your plays to about here. Oh, they're looking at his foot. Oh, they're saying it looked like he might have had the tip of his toe just over the lines uh, to pass it in. I don't think it's enough to overturn. Uh, and they're checking the ball to see if the tip is over. So, like, the tip of the ball is over the white, but it doesn't touch because the ball, since it's, like, bowed like that, it's not flat. The belly of it is inbounds, and that tip never touches. I don't know if you guys can see this. The tip never touches the uh, the actual ground. So I don't think it's going to be enough to overturn. I think it's going to stand because I think it would have stayed either way it was called. Yeah, really field stands. So balls on the first. Balls on the first. Balls on the, the one-yard line. So, again, the defense, San Francisco, I'm, I'm interested to see if they bring pressure to Gil for that safety or since your playbook goes from here to here when you're backed up. They could just play it safe to just get a stop on first down because they don't they don't have a lot of room to work with. So a stop on first down, stop on get the stops on first, second, and third down to give them the punt. It punter's gonna be backed up, so you have a chance for a block punt, and a block punt's gonna lead to a, a touchdown, not a safety. Uh, assuming unless he assuming they recover it, and then uh, and then you're working with good field position to give you a chance to score. So. Oh, uh, looks like they're bringing pressure. The box is definitely loaded. Oh! Ah! Severus, ah, they brought pressure. They brought pressure, and the, the guy on the edge, uh, 
I don't know. Again, I don't know everybody's name. But the guy on the edge that – so the guy that was on the edge, the end lineman, he blocked down. So the guy on the edge shot up the backfield, and he almost had a tackle for loss in the uh, end zone, but he missed the tackle. The running back broke it. They actually got a good amount of yards on that play because the running back kept, kept running hard, second and three. So now Denver has space to actually pass the ball and Wilson have some breathing room. But they're still in uh, 11 personnel. Run running back, one running back, one receiver, and they're going to go straight to Sutton, first down, and he's out. So now the playbook went from here and it's opened back up because now they, ha they actually have some space. So now it's first and 10. And they're pretty much at where a where uh hang on, I gotta see where they are on the field. I don't think they're at the twenty five. Bulls only at sixty six for ten, sixty five yards. No, Bulls on the twenty five yet, but now they can they got their their playbook. Oh, good run! Got about five yards on it. Offensive line start. I mean, run blocking looks good. They're get they're they're creating the holes. The only people making the play on the the running back is the linebackers that don't uh, bring pressure, or the or the linebackers reading the running back, or the safeties coming downhill. Ooh, they're in a eleven personnel still. Two tight ends. Toss. Oh, he's going to fill. Oh, uh, good stop. It's going to be like second and three. Seven minutes, uh, seven minutes, 10 seconds left in the second. Come on, Denver. All they got, well, the longer, the longer you have to drive on the field, the more yards you have to go to get to the touchdown, the less likely you are to score. I think once you're inside the 20-yard line, your chances of scoring is like 10%. So we'll see. It is third and three. Third and three, Denver is one for two for six on third down conversions. Let's see. Check down. Oh, he's going to run. Nope. Converted. Russ looked like he's going to just take off, but he ended up passing before he got to the line of scrimmage. First down. Now they're at the 25. So now they're starting where they would if it was a touchback. But they had to do all that just to get to a normal starting point. So basically, if they drive this field, it's going to be a long drive for the offense and long drive for that defense. But this is the this is the game changing. I think this is a game changing drive for Denver. If Denver can drive ninety nine, oh, run up the run up the middle from Williams. Good, good blocking from the front line. Center, oh, center blocks down. The guard chips and dips out. Oh, great blocking. Williams just takes off. But again, this is going to be a game-changing driver here for Denver. If Denver can drive 99 yards and score, and I mean score a touchdown, they'll be up 10-7. They'll have all the momentum, and they would have worn, absolutely worn down this defense. And it would, oh, good play. Williams is carrying this drive right now. He got about another nine-yard carry. He's about to come out. He's spent. Yeah, this is going to be crucial for Denver. 
They got to drive 99 yards. They got to take back some of that time of possession. They got to – and to take back some of that time of possession means that you're wearing out that defense. You can wear out that defense early in the second quarter. When it comes third, fourth quarter, that defense is exhausted. 99 play – not 99 plays. 99-yard drive, it's going to be they've – they've already ran seven plays. All right, let's see. They're going for a pass. Oh! Was that a was that a legal pass? No flag. Oh my goodness! So Russ dropped back for a pass. Pressure he pressures now. The pressure was immediate. It was an RPO, uh, which means a run. Uh, it was a play action, which means he made it like he was going to run, and he started to scramble. And he started it like he tucked it to run, and then uh, who is this? Uh, Gordon was open, and so Russ just tossed it to him. It wasn't even a pass. He literally just like double hand tossed it to him. And he takes off for like a 15-yard run. Beautiful heads-up play. Ooh, Russ took a knee to the head, though. Good play. Good heads-up play. So I thought he was sacked. Like, he had two dudes on him. He was sacked. He was going down. It looked like an illegal forward pass. It looked like he had passed the line of scrimmage, but I don't think he had yet. Yeah, they're not, they're not reviewing or anything, so it was clean. Let's see. They're in they're in San Francisco. They're in 49ers territory. They're on the 30, 28. So they're 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 already in field goal range. Oh, they bring the blitz. Oh, I saw that coming before the play even started. I saw that coming. He he started running up to line of scrimmage before the ball was hyped. It was almost like a Troy Palomalu type of just uh snap count. Just Say, I believe this is the strong safety's coming downhill because he has nobody on his side, so he's just coming on free blitz, and nobody picked him up. He's on Russ's back, uh, blind side too. So Russ has turned away from him, doing a handoff. So if Russ had faked it, or if it was just a play action, and Russ had kept it, oh, it'd have been a sack. Might have been a fumble because Russ wouldn't have even seen it coming. So now it's second and sixteen, lost sixteen yards on that play. So San Francisco stops the bleeding a little bit. Oh, oh my gosh. That was a beautiful throw. Russ stepped back. Sutton runs a, uh, looks like a post route. I can't tell if it was a post or a dig. Uh huh. Sutton runs like a little dig route, and he kind of hesitated in the route because I don't think he thought he was going to get the ball. And Russ throws it straight to his hands, and he just drops it. It it would have been a touch, uh, not touch. It would have been a first down, but now it's still third sixteen. It was a yeah, it was a. 15-yard route. They're an empty. They got trips left side. They're checking. They're picking up blitz. He's... Oh, sack. 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 That's how you change momentum right there. Denver had all the momentum driving the field. They get one sack, or they get one tackle for loss on a safety blitz. And then, then the Denver loses all momentum, and then the defensive end for San Francisco gets a sack on Russ. And I mean, it, they're getting immediate pressure. Oh, it was a it was a stunt. It was a twist stunt. So DN and the tackle, defensive tackle, tackle pushes up. DN cuts under into a stunt to kind of uh, to mix up the uh, 
Oh, good punt, Denver. So Denver downs the ball at the two. It sucks too, because this is another reason why the, the San Francisco has a, the, a great defense. Because think about all those yards that they were giving up. They just got some of those yards back because negative plays, negative yardage plays count against your yardage. So, you know, if somebody, they get a 20-yard play, you just gave up 20 yards on that gets added to your total yards per game. But if you get a 10-yard, a, a, a sack that they lose 10 yards on, then the 20 yards turns into 10 yards because the negative goes against your yards. So they were giving up all those yards and Denver was gaining momentum. Then they get a tackle for loss for six yards. And they get another sack for another uh, six or seven yards. And not only that, but those two y lost yardages took them out of field goal range. So now they had to punt. They didn't even get a field goal because if they, if let's just say it was two incomplete passes, then they would have kicked it, kicked the field goal on fourth down. It most likely be seven six instead of seven three still. So this is a, again a reason why San Francisco defense is ranked number one right now. They had, uh, yeah, I don't know what that was. Now we're getting to the it hit the two minute warning. Uh, the two minute warning. San Francisco got a decent little run. Two minutes left in the second quarter, which means we have two game minutes left before we're signing off. Well, two game minutes before I get into the halftime adjustments needed and all that good stuff. All that good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's look over. Now, stat-wise or matchup-wise, it's starting to even out in terms of which way this is leaning. But, again, I'll go over that uh, once halftime's hit. But... Ah. Man, I'm glad my Titans got the job done, though. And the hottest team in football takes an L. Hottest team in football to the Miami Dolphins. So that means Miami Dolphins, as of right now, the Dolphins are the team to beat. They are undefeated. They are 3-0. And obviously, this uh, my sheet I'm looking up to see the rankings, it's a little outdated because all – all the games happened already because this was this was as of Wednesday of this week. So obviously now after all the games have been played, rankings are going to move. But as of this week, before this these games started on Thursday, my uh not Miami, uh yeah Miami had the number two offense, number two offense, twenty first defense, fourteenth special team. The Philadelphia Eagles is also another surprise. They have the number one ranked offense. 14th ranked defense, 18th ranked special teams. And uh, the Philadelphia win, because I believe if they did, they are also undefeated. Uh, yep, Eagles 24-8 against the Commanders. So Eagles and Miami are the teams to beat. They are the, I believe they're the only two remaining. Well, no, Giants are, uh, they're undefeated still, but they haven't played yet. They play Monday. But as of right now, Philadelphia Eagles 3-0, Miami's 3-0. The Giants are 2-0, the only remaining undefeated teams, if I'm seeing that right. Yeah, because Tampa Bay lost. Kansas City lost. So, yeah, teams to beat. And it's surprising teams that are to beat their undefeated. Philadelphia Eagles, Miami Dolphins. And then we'll see come uh, Monday if the Giants can stay undefeated. Then we're talking about three of probably the most un 
expecting teams to be three and out coming into week three. I think if the season before season started, if you had said that going into week four, the Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and Miami would be undefeated, I think people would think you're crazy. Maybe not Miami, because they got Tyreek Hill and Waddle. So people, you know, Miami might not have been too crazy of a guess, but uh definitely the Giants and the uh Philadelphia Eagles. But I'm a Jalen Hurts fan and I'm a I'm a big uh Saquon Barkley fan, so more power to them. But it's, it's interesting. I like how it just I just love the sport, how it's all unfolded. Okay, two minute drill has started. First play, San Francisco, uh or second play, first play is two minute, second play of the drive, they run a little uh, a kind of a trick play, a little comeback uh, toss route. So now, but uh, they only got a few yards. So it's third and four. This is crucial for Denver. They need to get off, their defense needs to get off the field this play. They can get a stop, call timeout. They can get the ball at pretty, they'll get the ball at decent field position with a minute, well, probably after this play, maybe a minute 40 minute 30-ish, third and four. I think they're going to convert. They're an empty, quick game. Oh, Jimmy took off. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy took off at the first down. And there's a flag. I might have been holding. Yeah, hold it. Uh-oh. Is he saying safety? Why is he saying safety? Okay, I was about to say, it's third, uh, it's holding on the offense. Oh, watch out, watch out, watch out. Sorry, it's my dog. Oh, yeah, oh, that was a terrible holding call. I think he was saying safety because the holding was in the end zone, but I don't think that's a rule. So, yeah, half the distance to the goal, so the ball's on the four-yard line. San Francisco is backed up. It's third in a millennia. No, not really, it's third and nine. I wonder if there's some weird rule in the NFL. So they're not an empty. It looks like they're going to run a safe play to give their – oh, they might pass it. Oh, screen. What did I tell y'all? It's third and nine. They're on the four. They just tried to run a tunnel screen with Jenkins. Always expect a screen, especially when it's supposed to be unexpected. Because if it's third and three, or if it's four, four, if it's third and nine, nobody's thinking screen. You're thinking, oh, they're trying to get to the sticks, or they're trying to do some crossing or rub routes to get space so they can get the first down. They just ran a screen. Punter's backed up, punts it. Let's see. Oh, looks like Denver's going to have great field position. Oh, keep going to the field. Keep going to the field. Denver gets the ball to 49 with a minute 32 left. What I tell you? Oh. Sorry about that. I'm trying not to move the mic too much because it is a little sensitive to like vibrations. Sorry about that. If that if if I'm in your ear and that mess that like mess with your ear. But uh but uh what did I tell y'all? This is how it's gonna go down. Second most in NFL, 11th. 11th Broncos starting QB. Oh, since Peyton Manning left, basically. Or no, because Manning was only there for a few years. 
All right, this is it for Denver. They still got a chance to score a, a touchdown, take all the momentum going into the half. And weak-ass check down. Got a yard. Oh! Who fell? I mean, I guess they'll see, stop the clock. That's all that really matters. Philly got like a yard on that. I'm sorry, I'm focused. I'm focused. It's second and eight. They got trips to the right. Single, single left side. Step back. Oh my gosh. Come on, Williams. Williams had, now it's third and eight. Williams had a great catch, but he couldn't reel it in. Or it would have been a great catch. He, well, he had originally caught it, but he couldn't maintain possession of it. It would have been a one-hand snag. And it probably would have been like third and two instead of third and eight. Come on, Denver. I'm a. I'm not really rude for one team or the other. I just want it to be a good game. I don't. I don't. I just don't want it to be a blowout. I want it to be entertaining. Trips right side, single left. Oh my gosh. Jared Judy, offsides or false start. Come on, Judy. Receivers should never be offsides. Receivers should be looking at the ball and just moving the ball snap, not listening to the cadence. So theoretically, the way I was taught, when I, I mean, I'm not in the NFL, but they teach it at different levels. But I know in, high, in college, they always taught receivers should never be offsides. Even if you don't hear the cadence or never, you don't hear the quarterback to tell you the cadence, you should never be offsides because you're staring at the ball. Okay, they got they got bunch to the right. Let's see, it's third and thirteen. Oh my gosh, immediate pressure. Oh, Russ almost got the first down, and it looks like it's a holding. Good lord, is this the most penalized team in the NFL? Another penalty, a holding. Holding on the offense. I, I got something for Denver. I know exactly how what just they need to make coming out of the second half. Just stop making penalties. At this point, they're shooting themselves in the foot. They are shooting themselves in the foot, a holding. Because even though Jared Judy had that offsides and it was third and 13, Russ scrambled for 12 yards. He got down with a yard left. It would have been fourth and one. And they probably would have converted. Fourth and one's easy to convert. QB sneak. Now it's third and 23. They're an empty set. San Francisco playing the softest cover I've ever seen. Their DBs aren't even in the, the camera shot because they're so deep. They're sitting at the sticks. So let's see what Russ is going to do. He's throwing a check down. Just try to get. He throws to Albert. Okay, Albert. Okawebu now. It's fourth down. They got some yards out of it, so it's better. But it's still going to be fourth and double digits, I believe. With a minute 06, San Francisco calls a timeout. So now I believe they're expecting, yeah. They might be, sorry, they might be expecting to score because if they don't convert this, it's fourth and 11. If they don't convert this, they're actually going to be a pretty good field position to maybe try to get three, four, maybe three or four plays in, assuming they get a first down, uh, three or four plays in to kick a field goal and then go up 10-3. Uh, oh, they're punting. 
Okay. I might have gone for it, but they're just punting to, just to give San Francisco a long field to drive because they're more most likely they're not going to score. They got a minute to drive. Oh, it's about ninety yards. Ball might be on the ten. I can't. Eat. Ball's in the eleven. So basically, to drive ninety yards. And again, once if the ball's within the ten ish, it's about a ninety some or a ten percent chance of scoring. So. Statistically, it's not a bad move. It's a safe move. And you still go, even though you're Denver, Denver, going into halftime, you're probably, you're beating yourselves up. You're probably frustrated as a coach. But the silver lining is you're playing, you're not playing bad, but it's not like San Francisco's like beating them every play. A lot of it is just Denver shooting themselves in the foot. So if I'm Denver, it's like, hey, we're in this game. We've given up – let me look at these penalties. They've given up four penalties for 24 yards. Wait, 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 wait. There's only three penalties. For, no, they've given up three penalties for 15 yards. And the timing of the penalty is crucial because two of them got them – or no, that, that was a negative place. Regardless, you get up all these penalties. You shoot yourselves in the foot. If I'm if I'm Denver, you're still in the game. It's only seven three. You score a touchdown, you're up. You score a touchdown, you're up ten seven. So it's not it's not bad. It's just they're getting momentum. They're getting momentum. They're getting momentum. Then somebody gives up a, a error, and like those are the type of plays you try to negate completely. Like it's one thing if you just get a one on one matchup and you get beat. Every you're gonna get beat every now and then in a one on one matchup. It's the plays where you have a mental error where you're supposed to block out, you block in. Or if you're supposed to be inside leverage and you got outside leverage. Because if you're inside leverage, that means the defense, as a DB, the defense is designed, or if you, let's, let's do a different, if you have outside leverage, that means the defense is designed for you to have outside leverage because you're going to have some type of help inside. That's why you have outside leverage because you got some type of help inside. So you want to push your receiver to your help on the inside. But if you have a mental error where you line up inside and you force the receiver outside away from your help, and then he gets a bomb on top of you and goes for a 30-yard play or a touchdown, those are the type of errors that you don't want to have, period. But it's one thing. If you got outside leverage, you fight with him, you fight with him, you push him inside to your help, and then he just straight up beats you off a of, off of play, that's different. Because that's just a one on those happen as long as you 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 know you're in as long as you're playing good deep because they're most of the time they're not going to get those consistent they're not going to beat you every single time if you're playing the coverage right they're going to get theirs every now and they might even get a few on you but it's not going to be every play but if you are making mental errors left and right they're going to get those every single time those are the plays that kill you but sorry for the rant San Francisco just. Uh, just ran a play, incomplete pass to uh, Ayuk. 57 seconds left. San Francisco has two timeouts. Denver has one. But I think San Francisco is probably just going to milk the clock out. Uh, let's see. Garoppolo don't know what to do. Little check down to Kittle. He's tackled immediately. About a two, three-ish yard game. Looks like they're going to hurry up because they don't want to burn a timeout yet. Yep. Oh, injured player for Denver. 
So basically a free timeout. So it's third and seven, 42 seconds left. Got an injured Bronco on the court, on the court, on the field. Oh, it looks like a knee. I hope, it, I hope it's nothing serious. Man. Oh. Let's see. Denver's defense is actually looking pretty good. They're only giving up one touchdown. Let's see. Because Russ has 106 yards, 10 for 16, 106 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, rating of 81.1. Garoppolo's temper. Garoppolo's temper is seven, ooh, 11 for 17, 135. One touchdown on it says a rating of 108. Brendan Ayuk has a touchdown. Sudden is 51 yards. Ayuk has 39. All right, let's see what's going to happen. And then they, they just running it. Oh. Good play. Yeah, Denver used the timeout. So, yeah, that's it. Because there's not enough. Yeah, so the clock's going to run out. It's going to be halftime. Oh, Denver, Denver, Denver. I mean, it's, uh, it's just frustrating because they'll get something going and they'll either get a penalty or they'll get a mental error right in the middle of the momentum when they're driving the field. All right, it is officially halftime. Now, let's get straight into it. So now let's revisit the matchup. Let me load this real quick. All right, revisit the matchup. So since we last revisited, Denver's come back a little bit. I think last time we talked, uh, San Francisco had seven first downs. Well, they only got one more in that, that second quarter. So, or last time we talked about it. I believe that was the... Oh, a long day. I believe that was the end of the first quarter. So eight touchdowns. San Francisco's eight to Denver six. Third down conversions. San Francisco's was 0 for six. Denver's two for eight. Nobody's attempted fourth down. Rushing yards, San Francisco's 61. Broncos 44. Passing, San Francisco's 125. Broncos 96. Total yards, San Francisco 186. Broncos 140. Sacks. San Francisco 2 for 10, Broncos 1 for 10. No interceptions thrown. They both punted five times. San Francisco actually has been penalized more. Four penalties for 24 yards. Denver's 3 for 15, but I'm going to come back to that based on um, – and I also like to explain how some stats, they can mean – the interpretation of the stats is what can vary, but on what the stats say. 
But I'm going to get into that later because it's all about how, like, data analytics uh, go. Because some stats can be misleading if you're trying to interpret or if you're not, if you're thinking one perspective, it can mean something different than what it actually is. But anyway, in terms of the results of that stat, um, no fumbles and time of possession is evened out. So this is what I was saying when Denver is getting a roll, they're driving a the field, they're gaining some of that possession back. They're do- starting they're starting to dominate towards the second quarter because San Francisco has 14 minutes, 40 seconds. Broncos, 14 minutes, 38 seconds. So literally a two-second differential in the game and uh, dominating the uh, possession, which is why it's a one-possession game because Denver has gotten back into the game. But let me go back to the penalties. For Denver, even though they have been penalized less, it's the timing of the penalties. The San Francisco penalties, the San Francisco, they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit, but they're just not, they're not giving up any more points. They've given up a field goal. That's it. They haven't given up any touchdowns. So if you're Denver, uh, if you're Denver, if you're San Francisco, offensively, as long as your defense, they're again, number one ranked defense in the NFL at the moment, as long as your defense doesn't only gives up three points the rest of the game, you win. You did all you needed to do offensively to get the dub. But I want to go to the Broncos because they, I feel like Broncos should be up two possessions or they should be up 14-7. So one, one touchdown because they have two drives where they have all the momentum. They are driving the ball. They're looking good. They're getting everything they want. And the, it's the timing of the penalties. In the middle of all their momentum, they get a penalty that will set them back. And then they would get a, either an error or another penalty. So the, that one play where they were in field goal range and they got the two mental errors. Because one, the inman line scrimmage should have blocked out on the blitzing safety. Nobody picked them up. And then before that, that was an offsides, right? And offsides. So they put them out of field goal range. So they didn't even get a field goal. Another one was that pass when I was talking about where they were driving, 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 and they get the holding call. Russ gets the yards back. It would have been a third and one, but it's third and 23 to where now they just run a little route to get some more yards, and then they punt it. So it's the timing of the penalties for Denver where if you take those away, those are probably touchdown drives. Worst case scenario, probably field goals. So it could be anywhere from nine to seven or 14 to seven. So for Denver, oh sorry, they're showing the highlights for the, the Colts and the Kansas City. Okay, Matt Ryan. I've never seen Matt Ryan excited like that. Oh, let me I want to watch these Miami Buffalo highlights because I never actually got to see the games. Oh, Josh Allen threw a a they had the last play and he just threw a dart into the ground. It was a wide open. Okay, Lamar. Mar going crazy. Please let me see my Titans. Show the Titans. Eagles, Commanders. Jalen Hurts is playing out of his. Oh, is that Devontae? Was that Devontae Smith? Oh, Devontae Smith with the Moss. Jalen Hurts is playing well. Rams get a dub. Okay, Coop. Okay, Coop Cup. What's what I'm talking about? Green Bay Bucks. Oh, this is a good one. I'm, I hate I missed this one. Oh, good for row, Aaron. 
Okay, Tom, what you gonna do, Tom, with it? Neek. Good throw, Tom. Gage Jr. Oh, he concussed. Oh, two-point conversion to tie. Interception or? Oh, Pat. Oh, that's a good matchup, man. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I get so sidetracked. But for Denver, what they what they need to do is they need to find a way to complete momentum drives. They've had two moment. Hey, calm down. They've had two momentum drives that were crushed. Oh, what are we talking about? Oh man. Two-point conversion. Jeez. They cut it close on the delay game. Oh. Oh, they had they had a first two-point conversion but got delayed game. So the second one is the one they didn't convert. Ooh, they probably converted that first one. Anyway, I'm sorry. Denver has to find a way. Though I think this is the big thing for Denver because defensively, Denver looks good. They've only given up one touchdown, um, and they're getting stops. They're getting off the they're getting off the field on third downs because they stopped San Francisco. They're, San Francisco was zero percent for third down on third down. So Denver, when they get them the third downs, they're getting off the field one hundred percent of the time. So defense is playing well. Offensively, they just need to find a way to finish momentum drives and. Whether that's a field goal or a touchdown, they got to find a way when they drive, cut out the middle errors when they get into San Francisco territory, and they got to convert into points. Even if all of their drives that they get in the red zone was a field, because you have a top three scoring kicker on your team. Get him in field goal range. Let that man do what he does, do what he's paid to do. They do that. They're up. They're up 9-7. That's what they. That's what the uh, Denver has to do. I think that's all. That's the only thing. Really, everything else looks pretty good, honestly. And for San Francisco defensively, they got to keep doing what they're doing. They they're getting covered sacks. Nobody's open. Nobody's open in the. Uh, nobody's open in, in the secondary for receivers. For uh, for Broncos receivers, so you just got to keep getting uh, keeping them out of the end zone defensively, offensively. I think they just gotta they gotta do the same. Well, obviously, it's not bad. It's just that second quarter they didn't have many opportunities to get on the field because Denver dominated the uh, time of possession. So offensively for San Francisco, when they get the ball back, they need to dominate the the game. They they're up three zero. Time is on their side for now. Obviously, you want a bigger lead, but if the game ends right now, they win. So get the ball back. Get back to the running game. They started passing more. And when you're passing and passing and dropping balls, the clock stops. When the clock stops, you're giving Denver more opportunities to get the ball back and score. So I need to get the ball back and to run the ball more, eat away at the clock, dominate the time of possession, drive, get in field goal range, kick field goals. That's what I think San Francisco 49ers to do. And so that's it for the first half. That's it for the film room for this week. Um, Next week, we have Sunday night. Ooh. Next, we got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I hope that's an exciting one. Again, I just want these to be good games unless it's the Titans playing. I want to blow out. But uh, next week, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I appreciate you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys for watching. Stay tuned. Stay more. Make sure you guys hit that bell icon so you get notified when episodes drop. Again, my plan is to drop on Mondays at 10 a.m. So stay tuned for that. This has been another one. We are out. I'm going to chase my